0: Kristen, were you in the sorority system in college?
1: Oh yeah, weren't you part of the Greek system? I mean, I mean, that's I mean- like where you met all your friends. That's where you got to be popular. That's where I yeah. got people to, you know, teach me how to dress and to bond and to braid my hair. And you
0: were actually in the Greek. I mean, you, not your actual college. I'm lying. I was not. I had nothing okay. to do with the
1: Greek system. I had nothing to do with it, and I had so much disdain for it. Um, the college campus I was on, the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. People always were complaining, like, ah, oh, the Greek system's overrunning this place. It was a big, big fraternity oh, it, sorority yeah, school. It was right. hardcore. Like, all you wouldn't imagine how bad it was. They had all the best real estate. They were always sure. loud. They were always throwing up everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, for people like me who wore all black and had, you know, magenta hair and, you know, face piercings and all that stuff, I would just growl and smoke my cigarettes and be like, really? oh, you guy!" Oh. So you're it's no fan.
0: Greek. You're no fan of the of the, of the of the Greek system.
1: <laughs> no, but I did get dragged once to a party. Oh, yeah. And how was it? It was exactly like what I thought it'd be. Everyone was like drunk and throwing up. <laughs> and it looked like there was about a, a, a dozen date rapes about to happen at any moment. That's the way it
0: looked to me. Well, I can't really what blame them you? for that. I mean not well. well, I mean, aside from the date rape, that sounds like one of my parties, right? I mean you know, all my parties where people are drunk and throwing up, too, so i can't I can't get too mad. Um, I don't think anybody was date raping anybody at my parties. I hope not. Um, but
1: but you were a Greek. No, I wasn't
0: agreeing. I, I know, to, no. I know. I went to Berkeley. I had, a, I, had a, I had a friend who joined the fraternity system and would walk around calling us all GDIs. I'm sure everyone knows what that stands for, goddamn independent. And I just kept thinking, like, you came to Berkeley and joined a frat? <laughs> Berkeley, UC Berkeley. I I was baffling. Although, weirdly, you know, uh, Berkeley, I think, maybe had a larger Greek population than even UCLA. Um, But anyway, its Greek contingent was huge, which always just totally puzzled me. I just couldn't understand why you would want to come to, you know. U.C. Berkeley, and they behave like you were out in the Midwest somewhere. I just, put, I, I, found it strange. Anyway, all right. So neither, neither, neither you nor I have a great deal of sympathy for, let's say,
1: sympathy or empathy or uh, no, no connection to. Go ahead, people. drink and fall off the top of your building. Right, right. Haze each other to death for all I care. All right, you're fine with it. So yeah. am I. Um, I didn't well, really mean the hazing part. Sorry, guys. That wasn't nice. Either. I can't believe we're making jokes about date rape and hazing. I'm not,
0: I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't. Is I think people were not being date raped at my party. Okay, um, okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> No, I've never heard I'll any drop stories. It. I will not bring up date rape anymore. This podcast. There were no headlines out of my parties, um, although there is kind of a funny joke about that in the movie that we are going to
1: discuss. <laughs> we are not going to drop date rape, guys. No, nope,
0: <laughs> we're not going to. Um, it's a movie, of course, called Neighbors uh, with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. Seth Rogen plays a schlubby dad. Zac Efron plays the BMOC leader of a fraternity that moves in next door. We're also going to talk about Chef, the food truck movie with John Favreau. Um, Mom's Night Out, a new sort of uh, Tyler Perry-ish family comedy that's out now. And also a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return We'll get to that in a moment, but first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer,
1: culture producer for The Takeaway, and this is Movie Date.
0: I get no doubt, but
1: I get up again, you're
0: You are a golden god, Kristen. <laughs> But before, before we do that, let's get to Chef. Chop, 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 chop. Chop, chop, chop. More like it. <laughs> chef is uh, a new independent movie by Jon Favreau. Most people know Jon Favreau as the director of Iron Man. And uh, in this one, it's kind of a labor of love movie that he did starring himself. He wrote, directed, stars in it. He plays a chef who's a, at a fancy pants L.A. restaurant who wants to be more creative. He can't do it. A critic comes to the restaurant, eats his food, calls him out, runs a terrible review of him. This causes a sort of identity crisis, a midlife crisis for him, and he decides to try something new. He's going to hit the road in a food truck making Cuban sandwiches. Here's a clip. You know your son's a cook now? I'm a line cook. He's a line cook. Be careful. I'll have him home in time for school. It looks here like you guys are having so much fun. All right, give me one second. You know your son could work a grill? I had beer. What is that? He says he misses you. So, Kristen,
1: uh, are you a foodie? Um, I'm what would be called an eater, not a foodie. And as a matter of fact, I just recently started producing the Sportful podcast. That's right. How did I forget that? Yeah. So the Sportful is this food podcast that's been in existence for a few years now. WNYC just partnered with it, so I was brought on as the producer of it. And... What I mean by eat or not foodie is I love to eat, but I don't really like to sit there and talk about this locally sourced escrow versus, you know, I'm not really into that. And, and, you know, once in a while I'll go to the hot new restaurant, but I'm not somebody who chases the next hot new restaurant like a lot of people chase the next hot new band or anything like that.
0: I am not either, but I have to say that one thing I was very impressed by with this movie is all the... Really loving and, and what I thought somehow compelling shots of food, which is not the kind of thing that gets me all excited for the most part. But um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, John Favreau took a lot of training, did a lot of training with chefs to learn how to at least act and behave and move and speak like a chef would. And I think he does a pretty marvelous job. He really looks. Authentic to my untrained eyes, um, at, and very much at home in the kitchen. And when he's making all this stuff, you you get this feeling. Whatever he's chopping, or grilling, or or barbecuing, or whatever it is, you really get this feeling of of love and care and attention. One of my favorite scenes in the film, and there's a little added clip of. John Favreau, at the end of the film, learning how to do this scene, and it's nice to stay for that. One of my favorite scenes in the film is when he's making a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. It's this really humble dish, right? A grilled cheese sandwich. But he's sort of moving the bread around on the grill to find the right spot, getting that bread just right. It's just the right combination of cheeses, plural, in that grilled cheese. And you do kind of think, yeah, like that... That would be an awesome thing to do. So I like that part of this movie. Actually, it it, it comes through. It feels authentic.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I will agree with you. I think all the food stuff is beautiful to watch. It's just beautifully shot. It's fun. It, it, and and. But here me, comes the butt. And here's the butt. <laughs> but then everything else around the food just seems. Kind of like not like much of a story, and in a lot of ways, very self indulgent. It is overly long. It's about two hours. I feel yeah. like this movie would have worked fine as an eighty five minute movie. Yeah, uh, it's a guy who's kind of a jerk. He's short tempered. He is a bad father. He um, he for some reason, even though he is kind of a jerk and really like not the best looking guy. His two major love interests are Scarlett Johansson and yeah. Sofia Vergara. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so self-indulgent in so many ways that yeah. it's hard not to roll your eyes like, oh, nice fantasy, John Favreau. Good job. Good job.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say, it's no fantasy, Kristen. Have you seen Seth Rogen's Wife?
1: Well, no, okay, we're not then. talking about Seth Rogen. We're talking about John Favreau.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know who John Favreau is married to, actually, but I bet she's a complete freaking knockout. <laughs> That's my guess. Oh,
1: God. Um, well, I just, you know, the story itself just did not hold me very much. I, I loved the food porn. I thought that was beautiful. And then also I liked the little boy who played his son. His name is MJ Anthony.
0: He was quite good. And he and Favreau are very good together. I liked the movie overall. But I, but I, the thing is, I understand absolutely everything you're saying. Everything you're saying is true. It is, it is too long. It's a little slow. Literally nothing happens at all. <laughs> Um, there's no villain, no conflict, no plot. Um, there was another movie uh, that, this, that maybe it may have been an inspiration of this, Big Night, Stanley Tucci's oh, yeah, yeah. movie, which is a, you know, a, has gone down as this kind of mini classic. Um, and it's a great movie. This doesn't quite get to that level, I don't think. But there's something of the same spirit and heart and, and the, the same kind of modest human scale to this movie that really spoke to me. And I, I liked it a lot, actually.
1: So you're calling this a good date then? I'm calling it an, I'm calling it an okay
0: date. I'm calling it an okay date because it's true. The length and the plotlessness kind of make it a, a, a tough a tough movie to wholeheartedly recommend. Um, but I think there's a lot of good things to be said for it.
1: I'm sorry, but I have to
0: call it less than an okay date. Less than okay Less than okay,
1: date. but I would love to eat one of his sandwiches. A lukewarm let's date. Just, let's just put it that way. The food looks good, but you can't go on a date just for the food. I No, I hear you. You, ne- you need some kissy face and huggy bear and other good stuff. You no, can't I, just have the sandwich.
0: I totally agree. Okay, well, let's move on a little bit to um, the new Wizard of Oz sequel, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return.
1: Now, I wasn't able to see this, Rafer, and you by not a- able, to... <laughs> able to... see it. Is able
0: to see it? You mean you, so you broke your leg on your way to the screening? Is that what happened? Okay, no. I might
1: have accidentally, deliberately missed all the screenings of this because it looks awful. But, Rafer, correct I me if I'm wrong. I, is, you, it, you... is it actually a good movie? Come on. Come on. Tell <laughs> us about this movie. You weren't
0: able to hit the... S- <laughs> snooze alarm and get yourself out of bed to see this movie. Okay, this is a 3D animated film. It is I guess uh, one point in its favor or I guess some of its credibility you might say comes from the fact that it is based on a book by Roger Stantonbaum who is the great-grandson of man who wrote The Wizard of Oz, uh, L. Frank Baum. Um, And Roger Stanton Baum has written a whole series of these books. Anyway, this is the first one that's, I think, come to the screen. Uh, Leah Michelle from Glee is the voice of Dorothy. Uh, You've got a pretty good voice cast, Dan Aykroyd uh, as the Scarecrow, uh, Kelsey Grammer as the Tin Man, John Belushi as the Lion, no longer cowardly because he has learned the lesson, remember, from Wizard of Oz? Of course. Just Lion, thank you. And um, also Martin Short as the Jester, a new villain. So here's a clip.
1: Halt! You are under arrest. You are all under arrest. Under arrest? Yes. Sorry to say, you have broken the law. I'm being arrested by a giant marshmallow?
0: Marshal Mallow, second in command of the garrison at Candy
1: County. What did we do? Violation of Section 8, Paragraph 12 of Penal Penal Code 16165. Eating candy.
0: Now, I'm just going to say... Very briefly, that I think one of the things I loved about the original Wizard of Oz, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but one of the things I do love about it is that the story and the characters are really simple. They're really, really simple, and I think that's the reason that we that, that movie has become like folklore. That movie is basically no longer a, sort of a, a property of somebody. It's more like a fairy tale. It's, it's a myth now for mm. us, and I think that's because you know – you understand those characters, you know – each character wants something, and then it turns out that they had what they needed all along. That's pretty powerful and very simple. And there's just nothing even remotely like that oh. in this movie. It is it is all the opposite. It's the opposite of what you want from a Wizard of Oz movie. It's all noise and jumble and um, you know these really generic songs written, oddly enough, by Brian Adams. What? Yeah, cuts like a knife.
1: Oh Yeah. I wasn't I, I was gonna say like heaven, but I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. Yeah. Is that how you felt watching this movie? No,
0: I felt like it cut like a knife. <laughs> um, and and it's you know the, and So, Dorothy's got to find a whole new set of characters. You've got this candy soldier named Marshall Mallow. He's played by Hugh Dancy. You've got um, this uh, morbidly obese owl named Weiser, played by Oliver Platt, who actually was also in Chef. Um, oh, yeah. And then you have, uh, I think, the worst character character voiced by Megan Hilty and that's the uh, dainty china princess who is this oh um, china girl right remember just her from like from the movie with J- James like, Franco exactly only remember in the in the James Franco movie she was kind of she was kind of she was from Chinatown and Chinatown was kind of an earthy homey almost kansas-ish kind of village as i recall mm-hmm. this is more like um, versailles and oh so she's this kind of 18th century aristocrat. And I, I find that puzzling because she's totally useless. She, she, she's, she's, she's unable to serve any purpose in the adventure whatsoever because she's hollow and made of porcelain, um, which seemed to be almost like some kind of Marxist metaphor for like an aristocrat. <laughs> I, was kind of, I was kind of like, that's kind of interesting, the elitist, hollow, fragile, useless aristocrat. That's an interesting character to throw in here. Anyway, it's awful. <laughs> and and I'm and it bums me out because you know why do that to the Wizard of Oz series? Every every Oz sequel that's ever come out has been pretty much garbage. And here's another one and bummer. Do you know what I mean? Another children's film that I can't and won't take my children to. Terrible, oh. terrible
1: kid date. I'm so sorry I missed it. Yeah, I'll bet. Ah! Hit that snooze alarm again, <laughs> <laughs> Kristen. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't go to that. What about, though, as far as family fare goes, the very family-friendly mom's night out? This is a movie about a frazzled mother of three with a husband who is frequently absent. He's always on a business trip somewhere. Uh, She's just in need of a girl's night out with a couple of the other women from her church. Mm-hmm. You know, she She's going to have some fun. Her husband's going to, quote, babysit his own kids one night. Right. And yep. that way, she and the gals can have fun. The inept fathers watching the kids are, of course, inept. And yep. the women are trying to have a good time. But, oh, no, things just don't go as planned. They sure don't. No, they don't. Here's a clip. Stand down. I will tase you, woman.
0: How dare you? My husband is pastor Sir, at first. they just came in here and started That was an accident.
1: No, Reefer, this is kind of um, not just a family film, but sort of a faith-based family film. There's a lot of mentions of Jesus, of church, of God, of men's and women's roles, uh, how did you feel about this movie? Did it bother you that it was faith based? Did you feel like it was funny? How did you feel about this?
0: I, it did not necessarily bother me that it was faith based because although there are there is a lot of sermonizing, uh, I mean here and so there, you much. know, people you know people have to deliver you know every heart every heartfelt speech every kind of tender moment has to include some religious reference. That's kind of okay with me actually in a way. I'm I'm not that. You know that doesn't that doesn't rankle me so much that I can't enjoy a film. I, I think I think what bothered me about this film, and I think what's really going to bother everybody, including religious audience that this film is marketed to, is that the film is just completely inept. I mean, it, it's 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 in it's inept in a way that I haven't seen on screen in a long, long time. I have not seen such a such total basic... Such a, I have not seen such a total lack of basic filmmaking skills in a movie in such a long time. I, and I think the main problem here is the actors. The actors oh, here... Oh,
1: it's not just the actors. Well, I no, I'm not, saying it's, I'm not
0: saying it's the actors' fault even. I, I really have to blame the, the directors, a, a duo called the Irwin Brothers, um, who have clearly told the actors to just scream, make faces, flail their hands, and... Um, and that's really all they do, and I think what's there's no purpose behind it it's it's all very disjointed. You never really know quite why they're doing that and There's something weird about the editing and the way these scenes have been staged because you'll see a you'll see a character who will walk into a restaurant with some kind of horror like agonized zombie walk like she just got, you know, socked in the face or something. And, and it's supposed to be funny, but I can't figure out why that's funny. Why are you walking to this restaurant with that face on? Also, now there's a car coming toward you. So why are you smiling?
1: <laughs> but Rafer. like
0: wh- You know, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, why? And also, why are you screaming about what someone said? When that other person actually hasn't even said that. It's so,
1: it's so bizarre, this okay, film. Okay, that, that is bizarre, but I don't think you're giving full credit for the awfulness everywhere it deserves to be put. So, yes, the acting and directing is weird. Yeah. But also, the lighting is so shabby. Well, every, it's so flat, everything about and it. And the writing, it feels like one scene does not lead into the next scene or it the next doesn't. scene. It doesn't. It almost feels like they had a whole bunch of scenes on note cards, and they kind of shuffled the yeah. note cards, and were like, let's throw in this scene. Let's yeah. have a baby disappear. Yeah. Oh, there's something with a pair of and nothing actually, and that's why. That's why from A to B right. to C to D, it's like it goes from A to Z to W back and forth, and you're like,
0: eh, right. I
1: don't think there's any rhyme or reason to this, and they're going to just try to tie it together by talking about Jesus every once in a while,
0: exactly, and like right, like that, like that's going to kind of please their audience enough. It it is one of those movies that seems like more than anything. Um, an insult to the audience. It just mm-hmm. it just kind of seems like, well, you'll buy this because th- this is the this is the kind of junk you've seen before in a lot of comedies. I, you know, whenever I go see a comedy, it looks to me like someone on screen is just screaming all the time. So if I put someone on screen screaming all the time, you'll buy that, and then we'll kind of glue in the we'll we'll you know we'll we'll fill in the holes with a sermon here and there, mm-hmm. and then you'll and then you'll be pleased. And so it's just, but I mean, I I, I just I can't remember. The last time I saw a movie that was so, so it's. I mean, like, I was going to say poorly made, but it's almost like not made. Do you know? What, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's almost like they actually didn't make this film.
1: The funniest thing we were talking about this the other day, Ray, when you were saying, "Guess how many stars out of four I gave this for Newsday?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero. <laughs> I, I, I give I give out
0: a zero star review like maybe maybe once a year and i've already used mine up now for this year on mom's night out it's 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 abysmal it's it's wretched it's I, an
1: awful date it's every, a very very bad date and it's not so bad it's funny it's just bad no bad. No, no no yeah which no. is a shame i was hoping it would be so bad it would be funny but it's just bad 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 date number one sin Not funny.
0: Not funny. Anyway, all right. Should we move on to Neighbors?
1: Yes. A more grown-up comedy, you might say. A rated R comedy. (laughs) Definitely Um, rated R. Which um, you and I both love the rated R comedy. Yes, we do. We've both spoken very highly in the past on our podcast about the rated R comedy. Indeed. And in this particular one, I'm sure most of you out there have seen the posters. It looks like you're pitting the hunky frat boy versus the schlubby dad in the neighborhood. But it's not just that. It's more than just that. This schlubby guy, Seth Rogen, and his wife, Rose Byrne, are also just becoming adults, really, in lots of ways for the first time. They have a baby. They're owning their first home. And then next door, the frat boy, the big popular guy on campus, uh, Zach Efron, and his number two buddy, played by one of the Francos. Yep, Dave Franco. (laughs) Dave Franco. Uh, They're not just uh, fighting with each other over loud music and parties, but there's also that inner turmoil of you are something – that I might want to be still, or Mm -hmm. I might want to aspire to be, and I don't know if I'm okay with that. So there's a little bit of more serious stuff, and there's lots of wacky stuff. Here's a clip.
0: Well, man, if you guys ever need anything or we get too noisy, just talk to me or talk to Pete. We'll take care of it. Same with us.
1: I mean, we get pretty loud over there. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, we get loud. When Khaleesi comes on, I'm like, oh!
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So how did you like the the comedic team of uh, Seth Rogen and Zac Efron?
1: Oh, I thought they worked great together. They did, did I didn't thought they? they did. You know, Zach Efron is, um, Really, he, he's come into his own so much after High School Musical. You almost forget <laughs> that he did High School Musical now at this point because yeah. he's done some really uh, – he's, he's had some good moments on screen and he seems to be able to be wacky and kind of poke fun at himself and just be the worst stereotype of ridiculous and I'm a pretty boy who dances and yeah. he, to, he kind of seems to embrace it and do a good job. And then Seth Rogen, you know, Seth Rogen's always great. He's just Seth yes. Rogen and the two of them together I thought were pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I think – I might disagree with you a little bit. I don't think Zac Efron has had many good moments since High School Musical. I think um, he has – What about Hairspray? Uh, Okay. Um, But – all right. I'll give you that. But I think – the, when I've seen him try to be in a serious film, to do a serious acting role, it's not gone well. The Paperboy and Parkland are two movies I'm thinking I of.
1: I loved The Paperboy, though. Remember? I loved that. That's I, strange I said you. that was one of the best movies of the year that that's, year. That's, do you remember that? That's a, that's a misjudgment on your part. I about that. And it's a shame that you were too blind to see how good that's, that was. It's
0: not, it's not a good movie. It's not it's a good so story. It's so unlike
1: anything else out there. So different. It's nice to see a movie that surprises you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was not, I was not surprised by that movie. I have oh, to I have to admit God. part of the problem is that um, I'd read the novel. Uh, it was it was the first Pete Dexter novel that oh. I'd re- that I'd read, and I actually don't think I think Pete Dexter is a bad. Um, his his plots are bad. He ha- he's he's a really good writer. His dialogue is good. His characters are colorful, but I think his plots are. Terrible. He cannot. He cannot tell you a story. He cannot assemble a story. I should wow, say it's
1: not the novel. It was the movie, and I went in with an open heart. Yes, but it's the same plot. <laughs> That's the problem. All right, we got to anyway, get back to neighbors. Yeah, we got to
0: get back to neighbors. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yes, I think, but I do think that this this to me has really been Efron's shining moment. This this is this has been his best. This this, this has been the movie that makes you think, oh, that guy's got something. He's he's funny. He's he's good in the role, uh, and he actually brings a little bit of life and a little bit of heart to this character, Teddy Sanders. Um, and I think I think it works, and I think it works because of him. He's really good in it.
1: There were moments I did hit you once in the movie, and the person sitting next to me on my right side, you were on my left, because I was laughing so hard during a trampoline fight scene. Yes, the
0: trampoline fight scene. That the yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a good scene. There's there's some good there's some good slapstick they're they're ve- the the two the two guys are really good together i thought um and i think it's got a good support cast uh lisa kudrow well, nice to see oh, her again
1: and she was a surprise the whole audience was thrilled yeah. to see her yeah
0: she was the dean of the of the uh kind of crappy college that, that everyone's going <laughs> that everyone's going to and um And I also liked, uh, I'm now forgetting, oh, uh, Dave Franco. I thought Dave Franco was actually really good. Oh, he was so sweet and likable. Yeah. Even
1: as he is just a drunk, awful frat boy, he's also, (laughs) there's something very sweet and likable about him. Yeah.
0: Um, So, you know, I I didn't, I think I liked this movie slightly less than you did. I thought it was not quite as funny. And I don't think it was as, like, insightful as it could have been. I think if there had been a little more. Attention paid to some of the subtext of that movie and the subtext of the characters, like you were saying, you know, the the kid who doesn't want to become an adult and the adult who realizes that he that he can no longer be a kid. That's what these two guys hate about each other. They see something in the other that they that they don't like. Um, if it had been a little deeper on that level, I think you could have had a really great comedy. And instead, I think it just kind of goes with the flow and and turns in a, a fairly standard. Funny, good, but not that daring or interesting comedy to me. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: So you're saying it's a fine date? I'm saying it's an. Oh,
0: I'm saying it's a passable date. A passable. Per, passable. That's what
1: you said uh, about Chef. This yeah. is better than Chef by a lot.
0: It's a, it's better than Chef. It's better than Chef by a by a smidge,
1: oh, by goodness. a dollop, by a teaspoon. I really enjoyed this date.
0: You did, yeah. yeah I thought you, this uh, was a
1: really good date. That's I, odd.
0: You liked it a lot more than I did. You liked I did. you like the bromance a lot more than I did. That's interesting. Well,
1: I, I think I've always liked the bromance more than you. You Maybe. From, for as long as we've known each other, you've said the bromance is played out, and I've said I like the bromance. No,
0: I mean you know, look, I'm 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 down with a good bromance, but it has to be good. It has to be good. It's got to gimme something. Uh, But anyway, I'm not saying it's a bad date. I think I think it's an all right date. I thought it was a very good moment.
1: Pretty great date. So go out there with your sweetheart and (laughs) get drunk and don't date rape anybody. Just have fun. Please, please don't do that. No more date raping. No,
0: don't do that. Um, okay. So Let's turn our attentions now to trivia.
1: The very important, most important topic of movie day. Indeed, trivia, Indeed.
0: Always. <laughs> All right. Last week, we'd been talking about the amazing Spider-Man 2, which neither of us thought was very amazing. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about how uh, there are many vi- movies in which the spider is the villain. Uh, spiders are technically an object of fear and horror. So we chose this movie. We played this clip. Why don't we just take the dead spider and get out of here? Oh, no, Ross, you don't get off that easy. Dead spiders already desiccated wouldn't be any use to you. You mean macerated? No, I mean desiccated. Dried up, drained of all its blood.
1: Macerated is the uh, chewing that they do. Chewing, right. Kevin wrote in and he said, for the trivia question, I think that clip is from Arachnophobia. And you know what, Kevin? You're totally right. All the way from Tokyo, Japan. Good job. All right, so this week's trivia question in honor of Greek life, you know, fraternities, sororities, all that. We mostly have fraternity movies, but we do occasionally have some pretty funny sorority movies out there. Yes. so we're gonna play a clip of one of those.
0: We need to get all dressed up and then we need to go to a club and drink fruity drinks and dirty dance with each other. Oh, why? To bond you old grumpy Yeah yo grumpy to bond. The music's playing. Yeah. Our bodies are swaying. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you know, we could like we could like play some form of dodgeball, maybe.
1: Do you recognize that movie, Rafer? I do. Do you know that Greek movie? Yes, I do. Well, do our listeners know it? If you guys know it, give us a call at 5717Movies.
0: Or you can log on to our website at facebook.com slash moviedate podcast.